All right, and welcome to a special edition, a spoiler cast of the movie Spider-Man Homecoming. This is spoiler cast number two. Yes, number two, and I'm excited to, I didn't get to be a part of the last spoiler cast movie, so I'm excited to be a part of this one. All right, so here comes the warning. We are going to spoil the entirety of Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. We are not leaving anything left to your imagination. We're laying out the whole plot, any twists and turns and any Easter eggs that we spotted along the way. Yep. This is your last chance to get out before we dig into the meat. If you're curious what our general thoughts are, listen to episode 20 of the Film Coterie. It's the Spider-Man episode, right? But um, I'm excited. I'm very excited. So let's just jump right into it. The opening scene. So here scene. you go. Last chance. Yeah, last chance. Leave now. Leave now. Turn it, it off. Here comes the spoilers. There's no Mary Jane, or is there? Ah, there you go. There is an MJ. Yes, Zendaya. Okay, let's. We got to back up. The opening scene. Yes. Very cool. It's online. I didn't know it was in the movie. No I watched. Way. I watched the first four minutes because in the movie, the opening scene is Peter Parker's shot on his iPhone documentary of Civil War. Of Civil War. His all of his involvement going with Civil to Berlin, War, getting the mask, traveling there. You know, it is so cool. There's that shot of him. Uh, hiding behind the plane, and he's like, "Okay, guys," and he's like showing himself. And he's like, "Here we go," and then it shows him jump up and take his uh, Captain America's shield. When Underoos gets called out, he goes to action. So you get to see all that. And like I said, it's online. It was put out in the marketing material. I thought maybe it was just a nice bonus feature. It's in the movie. That's how the movie opens. Great opening. Well, that's the second movie opening because it's it's spaced out kind of funny because you get Sony, you get Columbia. Then you get the backstory for the vulture. Right. Yes. That's actually how the movie does open. Yes, yeah. I'm sorry. So you see the vulture eight years ago cleaning up the Battle of New York. Right. With all the Chitari weapons and the giant snakes. They're scrappers. Yeah. They're cleaning that up and they're they're knocked off of it by a new government organization. And and this to me plays right into Michael Keaton's strength. He's awesome at playing that kind of blue collar middleman kind of all-American kind of guy. They're just scrappers. They're getting in there trying to recycle. They have a contract with the city. To a, a contract he put everything on. He bought yes. more crew, bought more trucks. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the government swoops in and says, nope, we're going to handle all the recycling. And what starts the whole thing is they have a truck back at their warehouse that they forgot to take to the dump that has a bunch of these little crystals in it from those aliens. Yeah, from the Chitari. Yeah. And then we jump forward eight years. Well, no, then it says Marvel. That's the weird thing, because Sony and Columbia are separated by the Vulture sequence. Then Marvel comes up, and then we get the Peter Parker shot on his iPhone sequence. Yeah. And that ends. He's being dropped off home at the end of Civil War. And then he goes two months later. Yeah. And he's still waiting for his next mission. Yeah. And and so that gets us into some of the um, differences in ways this movie is different. First of all, he starts off the movie with this full-powered suit. Same suit from Civil War. Yep. And there's a lot of features in there. And he's, he's on training wheels mode, which is funny. He has oh, limited access to the features. So funny. And it's kind of cool that Happy Hogan is his go-between. Right. I don't even think he has Stark's number. No. He just has Happy. Who's ignoring him? You get the impression that Peter Parker goes out every single night, stops small crime. He stops a bike thief. He helps an old lady across the th- the, across the road. 
and then he webs a guy that was trying to get into his own car, yeah. which is funny. It's very funny. And then he texts a full report to Happy. And you see on his phone that he's been texting him a long time, and there's no response. No response. So poor Happy Hogan has been hearing, hearing from Peter Parker every single day about what he did at night on his crime he, patrol. He's totally forgotten by the Avengers. He's forgotten by Tony Stark, you know, and it's like uh, it's starting to wear on him a little bit, you know. That's what he wants to do. He wants a mission. He keeps saying, when is my next mission? Yep. Um, he gets the attention of everybody when he goes to stop these bank robbers. They're robbing ATMs with the Vulture tech. Right. These weapons from the Chitarian from Ultron that just cut through metal, and they're dangerous. Yeah. Because he webs a gun and it explodes and takes out that building and could have killed someone across the street. Yeah. Well, I think the movie does a great job of showing him, showing the Peter Parker side and how he's connected to the community and also to his school. Um and so that scene has some weight to it, you know. Uh, what did you think of the reveal of uh, Spider-Man as Peter Parker to his best friend Ned? It's spoiled in the trailer. I wish it wouldn't because you don't. he crawls into the bedroom window after one of his nightly missions. And he doesn't know anyone's there. He's very quietly closing the door. He's like a pro at this. It's sneaking back in. Yeah. Takes off the suit, turns around, and there's his buddy sitting on his bed who'd been waiting for him because he made plans with him in that d- earlier in the day and he forgot. Yeah. But again, that spoiled the trailer. And what I loved about Ned's response in the movie is he responds just like a teenager. He's like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Can you lay eggs? Can, <laughs> can you summon an army of spiders? Can you summon, summon an army of spiders? You know, all these, everything a teenager, how we'd, re- oh, I can't wait to tell everybody, you know. Instantly, Ned has been elevated. Just that phrase, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Just... <laughs> that's him just finding out that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, you know? Now, here's a little bit of behind-the-scenes info. Ned is sitting on Peter Parker's bed holding a Lego Death Star that is 3,800 pieces. Yes. He drops it upon seeing that his best friend is Spider-Man. In making this movie, they had to do eight takes of that scene, and they'd built eight Lego Death Stars. Oh, my goodness. So they had to pay somebody or a crew of people to put those things together just to have them dropped. Yeah. Um, so what else, you know, there's so many good things that I I enjoyed about this movie. Um, Michelle, his, his love interest, right? The the girl that he's Liz or Liz. I'm sorry. Yeah. Not Michelle Liz. Um, we, we mentioned this in the regular podcast, the film coterie podcast, but she's kind of unremarkable or kind of forgettable a little bit. Um, I didn't sense the, I didn't have that aha moment oh there's and then you didn't really connect i mean he's kind of googly eyed and distracted and doesn't hear what ned's saying to him you know but there really wasn't a whole lot of real chemistry between the two of them well and here's the thing i mean that may be just teenage romance he's smitten by her yeah she's pretty and she's nice but that's all we know she's a one-note character we never get to know anything more about her they barely interact which again is true in high school so, I mean, she's yeah. she's just kind of a – she's not even a plot point. She's not a MacGuffin or anything like that. Yeah. She just exists in the movie yeah. as sort of a quasi-love interest. Yeah. And so Peter Parker begins to um, – as Spider-Man, begins to go after these thieves, go after these uh, these these 
people who are arms dealers now. You know, they're selling weapons and guns and, and this kind of thing. And this is a cool Easter egg. All the stuff they're recovering are from the movies. So you're seeing Chitari weapon cores. Yep. You're seeing some weapons from Ultron. And the guy that plays the Shocker has this sort of ramrod punching device on his arm. And that was taken from Crossbones in Civil War. Yeah. So everything is a callback. Yeah. To the earlier movies. And, and Marvel does such a great job of tying all those, letting keeping continuity in the world, letting you know that all of these worlds overlap and spill into each other. And that you know, it was evident in the opening scenes, the two opening scenes, evident in the weapons here, um, evident in the interaction of of uh, uh, Tony Stark as Iron Man. You know, or even in the school, they're watching PE videos. From Captain America, Captain which America. are great because there's a it's whole great. series. There's physical education. There's ones for detention, and there's even sex ed. Dude, I know your body is starting to change. Trust me, I know. Which <laughs> That's is a great, great yeah. line. That is a great line. You see three or four videos in the background. They're all funny, including the coach saying, "Yeah, I think he's some sort of war criminal right now." Because if you've yes. seen Civil War, if you've seen Civil War, spoilers. You, if you're listening to this, is spoilers. Captain America's on the run. He's on the run. He's hiding out in Africa. You know, so. Yeah, he's a war criminal now, which is funny. So their first tangle between Peter Parker and Vulture, um, he's trying to stop an arms deal. He gets on top of the truck. Vulture just swoops in and takes him up to a high altitude and drops him. Yeah. And that's when you see that he's got a parachute. He doesn't even know it. It's just built into right. the suit. And he crashes and he's drowning. And thanks to some kind of homing signal, an Iron Man suit comes in to rescue him. Not Iron Man himself. Oh, yeah. Just a drone. And that's such such classic Tony Stark. Because it's, when you find out it's just a drone, it catches Tony Stark. He's on the other side of the world at some high, posh party of some sort. Like, it looks like India. India or something, which was great. Um, yeah, and, and he, he literally might have died. I mean, you know, he, he was under the water drowning. He couldn't get out of the... Uh, the, par- the parachute almost did him in. He's Spider-Man, you know? So that's it. I mean, Tony Stark's involvement in the movie is kind of minor. There's right. the opening scene. There's the drone suit that rescued him from the, the May Day or whatever his suit yep. sent out. And then he doesn't show up again until the fairy scene. Yeah. And again, I think this is interesting because I assumed from the trailer that Vulture cut the fairy in half. But it's not. Again, it's Spider-Man. He webbed the gun yeah. down, and it blows, and yeah. shoots rays everywhere, and, and severs the ferry right down the middle. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is you, with Michael Keaton as Vulture, he doesn't want to kill anybody. He's just, he's a thief. He's a thief. He's doing what he's doing because he got stuck by the man. The man stuck him. Government messed with him. And so he just wants to take care of his family and his wife. You know, and, and, and so, yeah, it, it, he, do, he there's a scene where he grabs a gun and he, you think he's going to kill him. And he's like, oh, I thought this was the gravity gun. I didn't know this was the pulverized gun. And he shoots one of his own men, you know. So I thought that was really good. And so then we have the Tony Stark um, uh, Spider-Man scene where he takes the high, high dollar suit. We're not getting too far ahead, are we? No, no. The fairy scene's the next thing because yeah. that's what... It's too much for Spider-Man. He's doing his best to save this fairy that's split apart. Yeah. And it's too much for him. He gives the heroic attempt. He webbed it all together. It's falling apart. He's then hanging in the middle. 98% was his success rate, but he needed 100 to hold the ship together. And then Iron Man swoops in and saves everybody. 
Yeah. With uh, like drone boosters that attach and put the ship back together. And he welds the ship back together. Yeah. And there's a famous line. It probably was even in the trailer. And we talked about this on the podcast. The trailer kind of walks you through the whole movie. It's in the same order. Yeah, which I thought was very... That's kind of disappointing for me a little bit. But anyway, Tony Stark has that moment with, with Spider-Man where he says, you know, he's like, I'm taking your suit. And Spider-Man says, I'm nothing without this suit. And smart words, he says, well, then, you know, you shouldn't have it then if you're nothing without it, you know. And so he takes the high-tech suit away from him, but Spider-Man can't stop being Spider-Man, right? And so they end up, uh, he's on a debate team. He's on a in-the-know quiz brainiac team. And uh, we see him get to use the suit in Washington, D.C. And I thought that was... No, actually, we're, we're, the ferry must have been after. He still has the high-tech suit with the drone and everything when he saves the elevator in D.C. Oh, that's right. Yes. So, yeah, he finds... Let's find... back up and talk about that because I want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so Spider-Man finds out that Vulture is doing something in Maryland because he's tracked his goons. So he goes on the school trip. And then there's an attack. And they've hacked the suit. And that's another Ned, yep. Ned, his buddy, hacks the suit. And we we have a new character develop, which is just like Iron Man has this female voice that talks to him. Spider-Man has a female voice that talks to him, too. Karen. Karen. And she's she's a great character in this movie. Jennifer Connelly's playing her. Oh, I, I, I knew I'd recognize the voice, but I didn't know who it was. So let's set the DC... Um, uh, uh, set piece the dc stage yeah so in dc um spider-man in one of the better scenes is tracking these goons and there's an attack on more trucks this is the second truck attack in the movie and he gets stuck inside the truck because which is great the vulture uses a not a portal but it's like an antimatter doorway that he puts right. on things so he can get in and out and then you know that's an armored <laughs> truck full of high-tech gear so Spider-Man's chasing when he actually gets stuck inside this truck because the vulture took away the door, this antimatter door. And he's in the basement of like the warehouse where they would put the Ark in Raiders Lost Ark. And it's just all the, the hidden all concrete, crap, all the crap that you, 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 that the government does not want you to know is there and you cannot get out. It's solid concrete, steel reinforced. You know, you're not getting out of this place. So he just has to wait it out. Spider-Man has to spend the night. And it's so funny. They do a montage, right? Of him doing. And, and normally in a montage, that's to say that a great length of time has passed, right? Well, and this is a good moment because he's learning all his new web blasts. The suit has 57 different, maybe even more types all, of web blasts. Five hundred and some different ways to combine the web blasts. Triple shot. Rapid fire, taser web. We see all kinds of stuff. And even even has web kill, grenades. And even the suit itself has kill mode. Yes, and his <laughs> eyes go red. His eyes, that's a great touch. It's like, no, no, turn off kill mode. Turn off kill mode. Yeah. So he spends the night learning how to use the suit. Yeah, which is But you great. see this long montage. <laughs> and again, how long was he in there? 37 minutes. And he's just exhausted. Just a typical teenager, ADD, ADHD teenager, goes through all this stuff, and he's like, oh, how long have I been here? 37 minutes. He's like, what? You know, which I thought was just, it was just very, very funny. And uh, so he misses the debate, you know, he, so he disappoints the girl again, you know, that kind of thing. But the kids are going up into the Washington Monument. And um, Ned does not know that the little the little alien artifact that he's ca carrying is also a bomb that activates the radiation. So when it goes to the X-ray scanner, it's activated. It's now a ticking time bomb. Yeah, and they get to the very top, 
and it explodes and it does a pulse and breaks loose the top third of the Washington Monument. So it's cracked all the way around and sets the stage where the elevator is about to come crashing down and all of his teammates on the on the debate team, all of his teammates on the, the, the quiz team are going to perish, including um, uh, his girlfriend, Liz, or girl that he likes, Liz, is there. And that's a great scene. That's a great scene where he starts up the Washington Monument and he's like, I've never been this high before. Spider-Man's actually afraid of heights at that, <laughs> at that point. He doesn't have his parachute. The suit warns him that if he falls, he's dead. Yeah, because he'd already used his parachute. He hadn't replaced it. So, yeah, it's a cool sequence because there's little windows at the top he has to break into. And then he's still – he's a fumbling Spider-Man. He's not great yeah. at this yet. So he's trying to save the elevator. Things are falling apart. He does save everyone. Then they have the upside-down kiss coming up. And he just plummets. His grip yeah. slips, and he falls down the elevator shaft, and, which is funny. And Karen, his his partner, she's like, kiss him. This is the moment. Kiss her. This is the moment. <laughs> and he's hanging upside down right in front of her. And then he, as a teenage boy, his grip slips, and he, he yep. just falls he to falls. comic relief. I just thought that was a whole great scene. And so then that takes us then to the ship and the ship splitting, and, and, and Tony Stark removes the suit from him. So then he's back to his PJ suit that you see in the YouTube videos right. in Civil War before Tony Stark found him. Yep, absolutely. And so um, they have a homecoming dance coming up. And so uh, that him and um, Liz meet in the hallway. And so here's the play on the homecoming theme. You know, Spider-Man homecoming. Not only was it homecoming from Sony back to Marvel, but also homecoming in the movie as well. And he, and, and it's, and this scene is the one of the few times it's played pretty well with both actors. I thought um, they're both kind of bumbling teenagers and they, he fumbles his way into telling her, I like you and you probably already have a date. I know. Oh no, I don't. You know, it's formulaic. It's you know, how, but it's how teenagers would talk, you know, it's a well done scene. It's a well done scene. And so, uh, he ends up in asking her to go to the homecoming as if she's a senior and he's only a sophomore. And she says, yes. And he's like, he gets this glow about him. He's smiling like a little, little kid. And so he goes home and asks uh, his hot aunt, to uh <laughs> to fix him up dress him up and make him look teach good. him how to dance teach him how to dance so he gets all spiffed up you know and he walks up to the door he opens the door and guess who's the dad that's there to meet him the vulture and i did not see this coming i should it, have seen this coming it was spoiled for me but it's a nice reveal i think it'll surprise most people oh my gosh i was like i i literally went <gasps> i gasped in the film i was like Oh, it makes total sense because she had said earlier, she, Liz had said earlier, yeah, my dad's gone a lot. He travels, yada, yada, yada. She's in a really nice house. <coughs> yeah, yeah, very expensive, very wealthy house, you know, yeah, high-end house. And uh, and so then there's tons of uh, tons of tension. I mean, it's... There's two really good scenes here. One, just the pre-prom, pre-prom photos. Because it's great because Tom Holland just looks like a deer in headlights. He's scared of the vulture because Michael Keaton's oh. standing there with a knife cutting something. And he looks like a deer in headlights when they're trying to take the photos. He's just staring at the vulture. Yes, absolutely. And the vulture at this point has no idea who Peter Parker no is. No idea. And so uh, that's a great scene and played very well. And then, of course, 
he's going to drive them to homecoming because he's got a business trip because he has it. Yeah, he's going out of town. And so here you have Peter Parker is just going off. His spider sense is going crazy here. He's like, oh, this is bad. This is really bad. And as they drive, it, this is a, this is not the first time they ever use a car effect like this. Cars are great at creating tension. You know, Tarantino is a Can, master. It's very contained. Yes, Tarantino is a master of this. Um, on the waterfront has a great uh, cab scene. The, the, they, they constrain you. They bring you in. And so as they're driving, there's looks back and forth. And Liz slowly starts to say, oh, yeah, and you were gone. And you were absent here. And you were. And that he knows Spider-Man. Right. And then, and then even Michael Keaton uh, makes the comment. He says, Vulture makes the comment. He says, have we met before? Your voice is that voice, you know. And by the time they get to the school, he knows. He knows that he has Spider-Man sitting in the back of his car. I like this moment because it's not a dumb villain. He figures it out. He pieces it together really quick, and he's he's for sure of it. And so he's he he's so good in this Michael Keaton. Is. He, he tells his daughter, now you go on in, honey. I have to have the dad talk with him. And you're, or, or he phrases it in a way where it's a double entendre. And I'm like, oh, boy. And he don't even mess around. Dude, he reaches right in the glove box, and he has, he, he's holding a pistol. And I'm like, is stuff going to go down right here in the car, you know? And he, and he comes right out and just tells him, I know what you're doing, and uh, here's your chance. Back off right now. Yeah, and I think he was honest that if, if Spider-Man did not interfere with his business anymore, they had no problems. Yep. That's what he's warning him is just stay away from me. Yeah. But Spider-Man cannot stay away, can he? He's not even at the homecoming dance, what, 30 seconds? He leaves right away to go after him and do the right thing. Because he knows where he's going, and this is his chance to stop him, because Vulture's about to make his biggest heist yet. Because Vulture's ultimate target is they're finally packing up Avengers Tower. Stark sold it. They're moving to that facility we see in Civil War. Yeah, so all of Tony Stark's final artifacts, weapons. All kinds of stuff. The Hulkbuster suit. Yeah. The head of Ultron. um, Thor's magic belt, whatever that is. Yep. And so then then that brings us to the scene, the final act of the movie, the final conflict or whatever, where, you know, Vulture, and this is where some of the, the whole plane in one sense kind of brought the movie down just a hair for me, I would say, because it's a giant big carrier jet that's a drone. Nobody on it. Well, and you saw this earlier. Because the plane that takes Spider-Man to Berlin with Happy Hogan, no pilots, right? Just Stark Tech, w- which is fine. But I promise you, if this is a Tony Stark plane and somebody cuts a hole in it and there are people walking around, he's not going to have surveillance and cameras and communication and everything's going to. be... There's not going to be an escort for this. I, 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 it was just a little bit. But I mean, it's a plot device. They have to get it to where it's a one-on-one showdown between Vulture. And Spider-Man. Now, one thing I was a little disappointed in is there's no fight between Vulture and Spider-Man that's like a chase through downtown with Spider-Man moving at his best speed and lots of stuff going on. Yep. There's no aerial battle or chase like we used to see You're in right. Spider-Man movies. Yes. And that was that is a little... Di- I would have loved to have seen that. I figured we would get something like that with these two yeah. battling in New York with all the skyscrapers and Spider-Man swinging around. And, and there's... and There's, there's a- very little web-slinging in this movie. Yes. Very little. Because he gets stuck in the suburb for one part, because that's funny, because 
Spider-Man is very ineffective in the suburbs. He's swinging on trees oh, and the branches and are falling down. And that's a great scene where he goes out to, to, to Liz's house for a party. And when he's out in the country, he's not nearly Spider-Man There's anymore. always been the joke, yeah, Spider-Man can save the day in New York City. But if aliens invaded Iowa, what would he do? Yeah. <laughs> you better be calling on Superman in D.C. or something. You yeah. Know? <laughs> but um, And there is a really kind of a good moving scene where he comes into his own a little bit. He's at the fact. He's at the warehouse. He confronts Vulture before he even goes to t- intercept the plane, and Vulture brings down this whole building, this con- huge concrete building, down on top of Spider-Man. Now you know it's not going to kill him because we all know he's in the next Avengers movie, and there's going to be a Spider-Man too, the whole nine yards. But he tries to get up, and he can't, and he he's moved to tears. I mean, you kind of see his teenager frail a little bit of. He's crying out, help me, help me. I, you know. We've never seen a Spider-Man more vulnerable than that moment. Because yeah. he needs help. He's stuck. He's having trouble breathing. And no one's there to come to he's his rescue. He's by himself. So any yeah. rescue is through his own means. And he digs down deep inside. And he finds out that he has a greater strength than he knew that he had. And that's a very powerful scene of him lifting that stuff off of him. And it's almost like he becomes Spider-Man. He doesn't have the mask on or anything at this point. He's in the PJ getup. PJ getup. He becomes, you know, uh, Spider-Man. And that's where he takes off and he lassos Vulture and he follows Vulture up to the plane, which I was very surprised Vulture did not know he was hanging on the back of him. Well, he said he had some drag and he looked back and he never saw it. Spider-Man moved out of his vision. Oh, okay. Um, and then they have the... Let's let's now move to the big the closing fight scene on the plane. So, this is kind of tough to see because the plane has an optical camouflage. As soon as it takes off, it camouflages itself, right? So that it it kind of blends and is invisible. Which is a cool CG shot. It's a cool shot of the plane doing that. It makes for a really lousy viewing experience. Yeah, because it starts to get damaged. They're fighting vultures' wings and weapons are tearing up the plane, so the panels, when they're damaged, strobe. Right. So it's like a weird disco ball fight at some point on this plane where it would have been a lot less distracting if they had just been on a normal plane. Yeah, and it's dark. It's at night. Cloudy. Cloudy. So you kind of get lost on this plane. Who's where? There's lots of fire and explosions. There's two engines down. Right. The you know. plane is coming down. They're, they're, not, they're not airborne for very long. No. Um, and they fight it out, and the plane crashes. Spider-Man bravely steers it. He webs yes. up the wing and pulls it up yep. and crashes in Coney Island. <clears throat> and what are your thoughts? And then there's just kind of a fight on the beach. It's a little anticlimactic. They're both beat up. Yeah. They just survived a plane crash. Vulture suits malfunctioning. Spidey's out of it. It's not much of a fight. No. Vulture has him. Vulture beats the crap out of Peter Parker at this point. Says he's going to kill him, but he doesn't. No. He just sees the loot and, you know, and gets the loot in his eyes and decides to yeah. take off. Spider-Man tries to stop him because he, he sees that the suit crystals are malfunctioning. They're going to explode. Yeah, and so he tries to save him. The suit explodes, and he runs into the fire and he saves. He's out of web blaster. He's out, yeah. He runs, which is odd because then he wraps up everything with webs later in the movie. But he, he reloads. Oh, it. okay. That's what it is. Um, but he runs into the fire and saves Vulture, brings him out. And there's a real human moment between the two of them, you know, 
where both of them recognize neither one of us are killers. We're not, this is not really what we're about. You know, I'm just trying to do what I'm trying to do and you're trying to do what you're, tra- what, what, what you're trying to do. And that's a pretty powerful moment. And I thought in the film, very moving for me, I was really touched by the, that sentiment. And then it flashes forward and Peter Parker has him all wrapped up and tied up, you know, and um, he's discovered, you know, and he's going to jail and he knows that Peter Parker, Spider-Man, the secret yeah. is known now by two people. It's known by Ned and the vulture. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, Aunt May in a very funny scene. Well, before we get to the Aunt May, let's talk about there's, oh, well, that's in the credits afterwards, yeah. the prison scene. So let's get to the Aunt May. Set that stage for us. Tony Stark comes back, offers him a full role in the Avengers. You'll live in the complex. You'll be one of us. And earlier it had been debated whether or not he should finish school and do some other stuff. So he's finally given what he wanted at the beginning of the film. He's going to be a full-time Avenger. Yeah. And he walks away from it. He says, no, I'm not ready yet. He surprises Tony Stark. He's self-aware. Yeah. He surprises Tony and Happy. And then Gwyneth Paltrow makes a good appearance here. She hadn't yeah. been seen in a couple movies. I haven't seen her since Iron Man 3. No. And uh, they have to do something for the press conference because they'd called all these reporters <laughs> to announce it. You know. well, well, it's funny because he says, Peter Parker says to him, oh, that was a test. There's no reporters behind that door. Because, yeah, Iron Man had told him that we're going to announce you as an Avenger, put on your new suit. And we get a reveal of the Avenger new suit, you know? And so then Gwyneth Paltrow comes out and there literally was a whole, he was actually going to follow through and do it, you know? But Tony Stark's proud of him for making a mature decision. Yeah, absolutely. And so we got, and they end up proposing. That's what's going to happen is that yeah. they're going to use the press conference. Well, it's and, implied. And Tony's going to propose to Pepper. Yeah. So, and then we go back to the house. He and, gets his suit back. The same suit he yes. had from Civil War. Yeah. Well, when he gets back to the house, there's a, a brown bag that says, this belongs to you, you know, T.S., Tony Stark, whatever. And it's the original suit, the nice suit he had in the beginning. He's all excited. He puts it right back on. He loved that suit. He's happy to get it back on. The camera pans up over his shoulder. Aunt May has watched the whole thing. <laughs> She's watching She's standing the in the doorway, thing. dumbstruck. And then she goes, what the? F-? And it cuts. Yep. <laughs> You know what she said? Our whole audience just died, burst out laughing at that scene. It was really played well in our theater. It was the second most, the second funniest scene because it killed the audience. But what really got the audience was the kind of dig at Batman. Yes. The suit earlier in the movie has an advanced interrogation mode, and he sounds like Batman. He does. And the the criminal he's interrogating can't even understand him. <laughs> he comes in, you know, it's the kind of, swear to me. Tell me what you know. It's this really deep voice. <laughs> it's very funny. And the villain's funny because the criminal's funny. He's like, I talked to you earlier. You sound like a little girl. And he goes, I'm a little boy or something. I'm not a, I'm not goes, a girl. He goes, I'm a little boy. No, I mean, I'm a man. I mean. <laughs> That's by far the funniest scene it in the movie. And it's, a, it's a total dig at Batman. Yep, totally. But it's a good scene with that interrogation <laughs> voice. Yep, absolutely. Oh, man. So the other reveal at the end of the movie. Yes. Is that there was a girl throughout the movie, Michelle, who is always lurking around the, the back frame of the movie in the background. Yeah. She likes Peter, I think. I think she has she a eats lunch right, She yeah. eats lunch near him. She goes to detention when she doesn't even have detention to sit behind him. She draws him. And she's awkward. She's funny. She's very weird. But she's smart. And she's, you know, less. She she's not who you think she is. Right. And her name's Michelle. In the very end of the movie, she goes, oh, you can just call me MJ. Everyone calls me MJ. Yeah. So here's our new MJ. Yep. 
Absolutely. Which is interesting because there's no Gwen Stacy. There's no Harry Osborne. This is not your usual youth group that's with Peter. So it's yeah. all new friends. Yeah. But it played well. And I would expect to see her in Spider-Man 2. Maybe. I don't know. You know. Um, that was good. That was a good. That was a good. And, th- and then we had uh, two zingers during the, the credits. Right. The first one was the, was a reveal with uh, Vulture in prison. And we see what could be poison, right? Scorpion. Scorpion, yes. Scorpion. And um, Scorpion was injured by Spider-Man in the fairy attack. Oh, he blames Spider-Man for it. Yeah. His face is now scarred up. He has a scorpion tattoo anyway. Yeah. He can't wait to get out. He's going to be broken out soon. He has a whole crew, which we're going to assume might be part of the Sinister Six. Oh, yeah. That are going to break him out. and He's going to get revenge on Spider-Man. And he approaches the vulture like, hey, you, I appreciate what you did. Do you want to get out with us? Word is you know who Spider-Man is. And Vulture doesn't reveal it. Yeah, which shows you that he appreciates his life being saved by by, by Spider-Man, you know. Um, and he has his own code, you know. He's a man of his word, even though he's a little bit crazy at times, you know. And so... so- I'm all for Michael Keaton coming back. I'd like to see the Vulture in Sinister Six, and and he's going to be a different villain because, one, he was never out to destroy the city. Right. The city is never in peril in this movie. Never. World's not in danger. He's just trying to make money. Yep. Not doing the best way of going about it. Yep. And he's not killing anyone purposefully. I mean, the stuff you see in the trailer, it's not him bringing the plane down. It's not him blowing up the ferry. This is Spider-Man and him leading to a bad mix. Yeah. So I'm all for him coming back. I think he's a very interesting villain. I am too. And that really kind of gets us to the performances. Uh, Tom Holland, I think, is is the best Spider-Man we've ever had. Hands down. I, I, he's just He has the perfect mix of the two. Michael Keaton might be one of the best villains. Most nuanced we've seen oh, since Loki. Absolutely. One of the best villains in the series. And um, all the performances are really solid, you know, uh, really strong. And so... For me personally, oh, and then our last zinger, which was what I thought was pretty funny, is uh, we get all the way to the very end. Of and the these credits. are long credits. Long credits. And we get to the very end. And what happens, Adam? We get another Captain America video telling us that the important traits of soldiers are patience. And that sometimes patience doesn't pay off. But it's still good that we have that virtue. And then he's done. And I was like, that was absolutely nothing. <laughs> It was a dig at the audience for sitting through to the last singer. Yep, absolutely. So overall, impressions of the movie, well, you know, uh, I, I, we both seem to really like it. Yeah, there's things I'm curious about. Like I said, they maybe it was just to make it more different than the other Spider-Man movies. There's no swinging through downtown shots. None. Yep, none. And the other one said some cool shots of him moving through New York, getting through cranes and, you know, going down to Times Square. Do you think that's because he's not a fully realized Spider-Man yet? Could be. I mean, he may not be that good at swinging like that. Well, he's not. I mean, if you if you think about some of his high wire acts, he comes in off balance and lands and hops on he one foot. He falls on his face a lot. In falls this movie. on his face, so you're not going to get that polished super acrobatic spy- Spider-Man yet. And the other thing I noticed, he doesn't seem to have his spider sense. He does not. And no. I that's not something he learned. I just thought that's something he had. Yeah. Because in the other movies, he had it right away. Yeah, because there's always the infamous uh, bully going to punch him at the... Uh, it always The other movies have all gone to bullet time. 
right to show him reacting and everything kind of seeming to slow down and always knowing when a punch is coming for his head and kind of ducking and weaving we never got any of that this one he gets cold cocked in a lot of fights he doesn't see it coming from behind yep whether it's shocker or someone else they catch him yeah because i would think the first time vulture scoops him up just from the top of that van his spider sense historically would have gone off and he would have known vulture was coming in would have just ducked or dodged it yeah so that's interesting to see how, if that will develop in Spider-Man 2. Yeah, he doesn't seem to have it at all. No. But overall, thoughts about the movie? Yeah, I, it's really well done. Feels good. It feels like a Marvel movie. Um, action's well shot. Yeah, I highly recommend it. I feel the same way. Yeah. There's I, tons of Easter eggs in this thing. I didn't even spot them all. There's a duffel bag that Vulture's loading near the end of the movie that Spider-Man takes. And inside we see Ultron's head. I know. That's Just, that's a scary prospect because Ultron may have shut down, but who knows if he could be restarted. Yeah, absolutely. Well, anything else to wrap up our spoiler cast? I think we covered all the major spoilers. There might be some more minor stuff in there. Um, there's no other Sinister Six that I saw. There's no Eddie Brock. There's no Harry Osborn. We got MJ, but that's revealed at the end. The only other villain really even hinted at is Scorpion. Yeah. There's no Kingpin. No. Nothing. So, okay. No Doc Ock. Nope. And Spider-Man has some cool villains. You oh, know? yeah. He's got the best villains. He's the Batman of the Marvel Universe yeah. for just having the best rogues gallery. Absolutely. All right. So, that's Spider-Man, our spoiler-filled uh, review of the movie. Liked it a lot. Would highly recommend it to you. Um I hope you've enjoyed our spoiler cast. We'll do these from time to time when we want to do deep dives. If the movie deserves it, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Well, that's going to wrap up spoiler cast for this week. And we'll see you next time on The Film Coterie.